I'm Arya Schwartz, along with my co-host, Gabe Ibrahim, and welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. We're talking the WNBA Finals. like our show please consider joining our patreon community for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w gabe how's it going and uh how was your first WNBA finals experience it was unbelievable it was so much fun i mean the the media was much more uh it, it felt like really real at this point like you know i've been to i've been doing media stuff for a while and you know it, it all kind of felt the same until now. Now it feels like this is the spectacle. This is the thing we're all here for. It was great. Um, I do have one complaint. I thought the Washington crowd could be much more into it, much more intense because uh, they kind of like lost, you know, their voice in that middle of the third quarter there. But, you know, overall, great experience, great win for the Mystics. But we have a real, real series on our hands. That, that was an, an interesting point you brought up there because watching, uh, I'm out of town, normally I'm based in D.C. and would have been there, but uh, due to some unfortunate circumstances, not able to be there for games one or two. But watching from afar, uh, knowing, you know, being there all season long, hearing how loud the crowd is, uh, obviously uh, being based in D.C., I didn't hear what the crowd sounds like, uh, you know, normally. But like, yeah, I was kind of shocked that it wasn't a little bit more raucous, a little bit more loud, a little bit more... Uh, wild as it were but uh you know all right whatever let's move on um talk to me i mean your initial reactions of the game uh from dc's perspective uh well from dc's perspective i just want to say i hope christy tolliver listened to you and rachel bash her on our previous finals preview podcast because she was amazing tonight she uh, had 18 points six of 13 shooting two of five from three five assists she really got into the lane well after the game I got to ask her about what, you know, what was what was uh, the difference in her knee and like how that affected her game. And she was like, yeah, as soon as I took the brace off, I've been able to get way downhill quicker, way quicker. I've been able to get to the rim a lot more. Um, And you saw that tonight. She did a great job coming off screens. Um, They DC sets really good screens. So she used them really well to get to the rim. Um, And so Tolliver had a big game. Then you go to Ariel Atkins, who also had a big game. She was the windsider clutch performer of the night. Um, She had 20, 21 points, five rebounds, and assists, six of seven shooting, three or four from deep, but just brought a ton of energy too. Like she really uh, brought the energy early. She hit the first three of the game for the Mystics. She was really all over the place defensively, grabbing boards, doing Ariel Atkins things, and obviously EDD, 22 points, eight of 13 from the field, one of four, 10 boards, just easy night for EDD. Um, she really got into the physical game today. She, she was fouling on defense and she was getting fouled on offense. The Sun would tell you she was also fouling them on offense, um, and she did a couple times. So she, it was a really physical game for her, and she really handled it well. So, you know, those three players are the, the pressure points, and I think they all play really well. And I think going forward, you're kind of going to see the same thing. If those three players play well, it'll probably be, uh, you know, more wins for Washington. But if they don't, if they take a step back, the Sun have an easy way to get back into the series. No, I agree with that. I mean, uh, looking at it from their perspective, I think everyone kind of hit on point and did exactly what they needed to do, even some things that we didn't necessarily see in the, the Vegas series. Um, and then to your point, yeah, Christy Tolliver looked a lot better, also a lot more intelligent in her shot selection. I think, as as we've noted, 
uh, many times on our show, she happens to be, have those amazing moments, but also those moments of like, ooh, why did you do that? And she's really tightened down her shot selection and been making a lot smarter plays. There were a few uh, a few times where she had like a couple turnovers or whatnot where I was just like, oh, this, is, this isn't looking good. But you saw her fight back from that. That's what I like to see. Um, in general, though, I, 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 I kind of look at this, and I know I'm not the, the biggest you know, supporter of the Mystics and jumping on that bandwagon, even though I haven't heard that that bandwagon's closed. But I got to say, I look at this game more so on the Connecticut side and say to myself, wow, what a difference this game would have been if Jasmine Thomas showed up. Yep, 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 yep. That is the biggest takeaway yeah. for um, the Sun. I totally agree with you because she was uh, non-existent. I, I mean, I'm not even sure did she have a bucket. Yeah, she did. She finished with seven points, three of fourteen shooting, one of four from three. Uh, she did grab a couple boards. She she kept them herself in it. Um, certainly much more than last time she came to DC. She played awful in that forty-three point blowout. Played better this game. Needs to play better in the next game, like you said. She's uh, the linchpin to that to that Sun offense, I, I think, in a lot of ways. Um, but you know, they they again, good things, bad things. Bad thing was Jasmine Thomas. Good thing was Courtney Williams was unbelievable tonight. Uh, she had twenty six I mean, points. Classic, right? Like she, playoff Courtney is just next level. Well, she said after the game, and God, she has so much swag. And and this is like after a loss too, right? You would expect most people to be like, oh, you know, ho hum. That's kind of how uh, most teams coming off, off of losses. Uh, do but she came out and she was just like yeah I didn't feel the defense I didn't I didn't uh I could do whatever I wanted and she could and she and honestly like she missed a couple open shots if she hits that it's a completely different game I mean like the reason I'm so pinned on Jasmine Thomas in this game is purely because I mean look yeah it ends in a nine-point game due to a Christy Tolliver dagger at the end um but really like we saw multiple times where they, they clawed their way back in there and the whole time I'm thinking, like, this, yeah, like, yeah, there's going to be a distance at the end, and, and the final score doesn't tell the story of the game. But at the end of the day, like, if, if one, like, a team that relies so heavily on their starters, and just, and yes, this is, this is a weakness, you know, like, hey, if you rely on all five year starters to have good games and one of them doesn't, then that's a huge issue. That's a huge issue. Um, but I mean, just thinking about how this team was able to stick around without one of their key clogs. Uh, really inspires me, really makes me think, okay, I'm a Connecticut fan. All right, cool. Game two, we can steal game two. Because, I mean, it's hard to go into D.C. and win. Like, it's not an easy task. No, it wasn't. And, 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 and then they showed that, that they're up to it. And, I mean, yeah, we're jumping ahead to the predictions part. I'm, uh, we'll get back to it. But, like, I, I kind of got to feel confident in that in Connecticut, pulling off a game two victory. Um, let's look forward, though. Forward in, in, in the series, what will it take for DC to secure it and 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 bring a sweep or or a championship home to DC? I think it's a lot of the same things. Getting Tolliver going, um, getting ADD going. Uh, they took advantage of some mismatches early with Emma, and then Emma got into foul trouble, so they took her out. So they weren't able to use that big lineup as much. Uh, Latoya Sanders wasn't as good, so you know that kind of big the idea of just we're going to be huge. Um, it's probably not going to happen this series. So I think what needs to happen more so is Tolliver needs to be good. Uh, we haven't mentioned Natasha Cloud yet, but Natasha Cloud was great. She had 13 points. Oh, she was excellent. Excellent game. Every time she was called upon, she made the play. Uh, and so if they get that play out of their guards, I think it's going to be pretty tough. But, you know, it's really hard to see going forward in the series because so many things 
changed in just this game. You know, we came in with certain matchups that weren't the matchups we had by the end. We had came in with, um, you know, the Sun doing some pick and roll coverages that they are not doing at the end of the game. I, I think this is just going to be such a chess match uh, strategically between Miller and Thebo and uh, Coach T that it, it's going to be hard to see exactly what needs to happen. Um, so the uh, the what the sun what the sun needs to do I think is you know get John Quill going, but I think for the Mystics it's just a lot of the same. Got to keep going. So I don't know how it's going to happen, but I think if they keep up this energy, keep playing like they did, keep getting Tolliver going, it, they'll bring home this championship. Was there anything that Connecticut did that you saw kind of slowed down that offense? Because for me, I mean, like, I do think of Connecticut as a good defensive team, and I understand, I know the easy response is just, oh, well, you know, that's D.C. this year, they're that good. But, like, legitimately, I spent a lot of time watching that game going, I'm just not seeing Connecticut bring it to a point that, you know, like during points of the Aces series, we saw multiple times that D.C. looked off their system, a little bit confused. They started to get congested. The offense started to slow down. Have not seen that so far. Obviously, it's just one game, but what do you think Connecticut can do to kind of slow down this Mystics offense? Well, I think they did some good things. There was that stretching the third into the fourth quarter where DC just completely tightened up. They got really tight, um, and you know the ball wasn't sticking. It was very weird for the Mystics because that's not something we normally see. Uh, I'm not sure how much it's due to just momentum for the sun or you know any of those energy sort of deals but I, I think what the sun can do more effectively and this is something courtney williams said after the game is get out and run uh Alyssa thomas was phenomenal tonight uh she needs to do more of those things where she gets the ball at her own three-point line and just rushes right to the rim because that's two points or three points every single time and she only got one of those in this game by my count i'll have to go back and watch it obviously to confirm um but I think defensively, you know, it's just about making the ball stick, making DC an isolation team, which they succeeded in doing for a bit there uh, in the third and fourth quarter, and, you know, trying to beat them that way. Because if they are moving the ball side to side, if they are playing that beautiful style of Mystics basketball, they're impossible to stop. I don't care how good your defense is. So they did a good enough job of trying to just, you know, shut down the escape valves for those EDD drives or, you know, make Tolliver have to ISO it out. And yeah, Tolliver's going to punish you on those. But if you can get them into isolation, that is your best chance to win. So I, I think they will have to go back and check the tape. They'll obviously have to go back and check the tape too to see what happened in that third quarter that made uh, DC just kind of really tighten up. They just got really tight. So if you can make them really tighten up, that's how you can uh, you can win the series. And, and then looking at it from a Connecticut perspective, I mean, obviously get get Chasman Thomas going. Alyssa Thomas is just a freaking beast. Courtney Williams is, is going to get hers. Um, something I'd like to see more of is, is is figure out a way to get the ball in the hands of John Quill Jones more. I understand that's part mm -hmm. of the game plan, and yes, they were trying to do that. But I mean, her shot was smooth. Her yeah. her her game was was solid today. What do you think? Uh, Connecticut can do to get John Quill involved a little bit more. Oh, it's interesting because you know there's there's uh, they they obviously brought this up in the post game that um, you know we gotta get John Quill the ball more. She only had eight shots tonight and she hit five of them. So uh, I think there's two ways of doing it. Um, she gets into the post and she can kind of eat up pretty much whoever's down there because uh, yeah, Latoya is great for bodying up people and you know kind of getting in people's space, but I don't think that matters to John Quill as much as it matters to a Liz or an Asia. 
Um, so I, I think if they can get her some post-ups, that'd be great. She did a really good job of getting positioning, uh, especially on EDD. She also got fouled by EDD a couple times, and that would help her more just to get, first off, the foul shots, and secondly, um, getting EDD into foul trouble to get her off her a little bit more. But she was able to do whatever she wanted once she got into the post. So maybe some just you know more static post-ups kind of thing that you see uh, Brittany Griner run, the type of thing that you see your your traditional big post players run, which has which John Quell isn't necessarily that, but she excels in it. Uh, I also think that <clears throat> they can use a little bit more um, like floppy actions or just down screens to get her coming up more towards the top of the key and get three point shots. She's been wet on those, and EDD is really really bad at keeping her hands up on John Quell Jones. So if you can get her coming off screens, curling up to the top, I think that would. Uh, ignite her offense a little bit more and just looking for her look for her to make it a point in your offense to say we are getting jj the ball period because i think uh in the first dc game where that blowout that i've talked about because i just watched it uh you know that's what uh the sun did they tried to get the ball to john qual john qual john qual and it didn't work out because Alyssa thomas was shut down so it, it's kind of a balancing act of getting john qual going while also having Alyssa going but I think if you just get her some more stack post-ups early, get her curling off screens, that'll get her ignited, and then that will propel you throughout the game when you're making adjustments. Totally, and and something we definitely want fans and, and viewers and listeners to pay attention to is the free throw marks, because if you're looking at it, 17 of 21 for DC in this game, and 11 of 14 for Connecticut. And that that's going to be a big element. Who can get to the line and get those... I, some people call you know free throws. That's free points. All right, that's free points. Time, time, and clock stops, and and that's a huge advantage that Connecticut needs to figure out a way to get to the line more. Now, obviously, if you ask uh, Kurt Miller or some of the other people associated with Connecticut, they will say, well, you know, Lena Deldon's played about eighty minutes here and hasn't fouled a single player out. Yeah, one team. foul. She had one Although, foul. Oh well, fine. So one foul. Uh, well, at the time when he had that quote, it was yeah. it was zero fouls. But but the the, the point still stands. Yeah. I mean, refs, let's not let's not play EDD with kid gloves. Like, let's call it how it is. Yes, she's a champ, but you know, let's, let's call a foul every once in a while. All right, man, let's talk about predictions uh, and wrap this episode up. Prediction for game number two, my friend. Ha! <sighs> so this is always tough for me because game two, typically in a series, right? That's the one that as the road team, you kind of circle um, because game one, usually the home team's just going to have way too much energy. They're going to be way too juiced up to steal that game from them. So in, in this series where it's kind of like both teams are standard, what top two seeds, you're expecting game two to be the really, really big game for the road team to steal. And I think the Sun showed enough today that they're going to have enough on tape. They're going to have enough in their mind to figure out how to make adjustments to beat um, the Mystics in Game 2. So that is my prediction. I think the Sun take this game from the Mystics. But either way, it's going to be a classic, and I reserve the right to change my mind because there's a lot of things that we I, you just, we really have to go back because both these coaches make so many adjustments that it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. So I'm going to pick the Sun in Game 2 to steal one and make this a series and, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in, in D.C. if they lose that that home game because that might light a fire under them. Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling with you on that one. I think Connecticut pulls this one off, and then we'll uh, we'll judge game three when game three comes around. As we always say, we believe the players of the W and its community deserve the same in-depth analysis and respect that men's sports receive on a daily basis. 
please consider joining our Patreon community to help support us in the hard work that we do. We'll be checking in after game two. Speak to you soon.